Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Jillian Hind. She finds talent for Square, which creates products and services that push boundaries and innovates business. She's looking for curious, hardworking leaders to join the team and to help empower their global community of sellers. She also happens to be the head of corporate relations of TEDx St. Louis and my good buddy. Hi, Jill. Hello. That was a nice intro. Well, you write well for on your LinkedIn profile, so. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So which category do I fall into? Am I weird, wacky, or wonderful? All three, actually. But (laughs) weird in a good way and wacky in a good way. You know, not like, oh, they're wacky. Like that, oh, they're so wacky. Mm -hmm. They're so weird. weird. That's the not good way. (laughs) (laughs) So we met because you reached out to me and you're like, hi. Let's go talk. And I was like, I, there is something about her. I got to go check her out. And I was glad I did. Because look at all the cool stuff we've done since we've met. What an adventure it's been since then. Has it, has, have we reached our one year anniversary yet? When is our one year anniversary? I don't know. I didn't take notation of it. That was pre-COVID. I'm hard. My my memory is not working great for pre-COVID. Like I feel like I crossed into an alternate universe at some yeah. point. And so yeah. everything's like, doesn't make sense. This is like BC before COVID. That's what this yeah, it's is. Just, yeah, there you go. I think that that's <laughs> going to be a new term. Was, that was PC. That was PC. Here we are yeah. in COVID times. So and you are. and you were with Square then when we yeah, met. I was with Square then. I was new at Square then. So I had joined TEDx with you and Square around the same time. Um, yep. So it felt like this huge leap into all of the innovative stuff that St. Louis had to offer. So it just felt awesome, like a cool match St. Louis heaven stuff. for me. Yeah. I know. Well, and so talk about Square though, because Square is really interesting. Soon to be my neighbor. I'm going to see them all outside my my loft soon. Uh I can wave to you. I'm going to wave at you. We'll have to have a time of day where you just like wave at me. (laughs) I love that. There's just little hand waving. You need need one of those telescopes. So you can see just kind of like, so fun. well, that would be weird and stalkery, but you know, mm-hmm. maybe fun. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but anyway. So, so Square is, um, it's a San Francisco based company. So, you know, we compete for talent, you know, Google, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, all of the really cool, you know, fun tech places to work for. Um, and so because of that, Um, we have a really similar culture because we have culture carriers that go across multiple of these, you know, these organizations. Um, But St. Louis is the second largest site in the U S and we have around 800 to 900 people here. And we're looking to expand that to around 1500. So when we do finally go, yes, when we do finally um, jump into that building, which we're anticipating will be open in January um, we're going to start growing. And that's where the team that I'm on, we're going to start doing lots of work that's, to go from 900 to 1500 in the next year or so. It's a that's lot. Of, a, that's a, a lot big goal. 
that's a big yeah. goal. What kind of people are you guys, yeah. are you just like, what, what kind of talent are you looking for? Cause people are um, searching for jobs out there. I know, I know. And this is, this is a, this is a, I feel like this is a good time to use my superpower to try to help St. Louis the best I can, right? The, the, the unemployment rate is tough. I've got jobs. They need, they've, they've got talent, you know? So, um, you know, the square coming and opening and launching in St. Louis or expanding in St. Louis at this time, I feel like is just, um, is, is exactly what we needed. So we are bringing in a lot of people, which I think people are surprised about this is that we need people with restaurant experience, restaurant and retail. That makes sense. Nobody thinks to put this on their resume. So we need people that have backgrounds in, um, you know, the, the clients that we serve. So our sellers, they essentially, you know, we need to understand and speak their language. And so people who have really good experience in those spaces um, are exactly the type of talent we're looking for. That's so cool. And and that's weird because I get it. You know, like I would think you're like, well, restaurant experience and I'm going for this kind of a job that doesn't really make sense, but it actually does make sense. That's cool. For Square it does. For Square it does. And you know, St. Louis has a thriving restaurant industry that's been impacted really significantly. Um, right. And right now, a lot of the people who have been let go, they're people that I want to pick up. So, you know, that's, right. that's, that's my mission right now. So, I, Oh, I'm so glad I asked you that. That's really, <laughs> that's, that's good. That too. That's really good. The headliner? Th- yes. Restaurant mm-hmm. workers needed. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's where? Are they opening yeah. a restaurant at Square? Yeah. Oh, no, so I funny. love it. Yep. So then yeah. um, you have been instrumental in TEDx and really helping us to, we, we've, we needed someone to help us really reel in and figure out the partnership part of what we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that has been quite an adventure for you and I and Steve, hasn't it? It has. It has. And I remember, I remember our first coffee, I had no idea what role I wanted to play in, in being a part of whatever you, whatever chemistry you and I had, I didn't know where it was going to land or what, what was going to come out of it. Um, but then when I heard you talk about the, the difficulties in, you know, in fundraising, in partnership, in sponsorship, um, yeah, I, I had no idea if I was going to be able to do it or not. Honestly, Mish, I thought, I think I can, I'm willing, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm able. <laughs> so we're putting down some really awesome foundation for it, right? It's so yeah. much more. So for everyone out there that has started a nonprofit, you probably have a lot of the same story we did. You're all passionate and drive. You're like, woo, let's do this. Oh, we're doing this amazing thing. Yay. Come partner with us. And it's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people, these, you know, the various organizations out there, you know, they're very thoughtful about who they partner with. They're thoughtful in the sense of, is your mission and vision? Can we align with that? Mm -hmm. Um, What, you know, this can be a play that I didn't even consider. Yes, part of it is as a company, this is our mission and vision and we want to really highlight that. So we want to be a part of your world. But then for some, it's more of a branding. Like we've been here forever and nobody knows we're here. And so we would like people to know that we're here and we love what TEDx is doing and we love what it's doing for the community. So we'd like to be a part of that. 
you know, and it also, I didn't realize this until we started working, but for some people, it's really more of a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and ex- I think expanding when we really broke it down into its bare pieces, right. We knew that we wanted sponsorship to look like a real partnership. And yes, very we're, important. We're, we're at the point where we're, you know, we're, where we're so close to that, you know, our partners and our sponsors are, um, you know, in lockstep with us, you know, we want them to help create and shape the vision for what these future events and, you know, the, the, the talks, and we want to really make sure that partner means partnership. So figuring right. out like what does partnership really look like, um, you know, and how can we make this a sustainable, scalable, real, um, how can we give them a degree of influence? And I think, yeah, and I think that we've gotten to the point where um, we've changed this model and we're expanding this and we've got the right stuff in place. So I think it's partnership fun. is really going to, it is fun. It's who knew that this was going to be, you know, my, fa- I, I would do this full time if I could. I definitely, definitely <laughs> I think would. all of us would. <laughs> we would if we could, um, but yeah. we're all volunteers. That's what we yeah. are. We're, we're volunteers. And I, and, I and, think, and I think that shows our partners, that shows our partners how deeply passionate we are about getting this work done. We're not here because it's easy. It is not. It, it is a lot of work. And we, we're building out a huge team. Um, so it's obvious that there are a lot of people that share our passion, right? And so Yes. And they want to highlight, show off St. Louis like we want to, mm-hmm. which is a big part of what we do is... Uh, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. PR, that's what St. Louis could use some good PR. And and we would, we would love to, to be seen in that bigger light simply because we showcase the amazing talent of St. Louis. Yeah. We put speakers on that stage that are doing very important work. So, Mm -hmm. and we, yeah. And, oh, I feel like we're job recruiting because now I'm going to say, what kind of people do we need to volunteer for TEDx? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, we need an assistant. We need. Oh yeah, we could definitely use some administrative help, you know. Yeah. But here's the thing. So there's a lot of cool things that can happen. I'm just going to do my. I'm putting on my TEDx scarf right now, so Put we can do like our hat, TEDx Mish. thing. Mish, recruit, Put it on. Do it. Do it. I'm recruiting. Well, no, I mean, so we have built out our teams. Like we have, we have bigger and bigger teams happening all the time. So if you, anyone out there that's like looking for a cool volunteer gig that either utilizes a skill set you have now, or there's a skill set you want, you can learn yes. it from us by volunteering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I mean, so. Jill is a great example. You are learning how to create partnerships in the nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you I've brought a lot fund- of amazing insight and thoughts. <laughs> so it's, it yeah, was pretty I've never great. Fundraised before, um, right? But this is where this is where and and I'm gonna I'm gonna play ball with you with my recruiter hat, right? So you you even said if you have a skill that you want to stretch and and you don't have it, right? Like so many people talk about the idea of transferring jobs or, or, you know, trying to get into a new space. Do you want to recruit? Is that something that you're interested in doing long-term? You've, you've never recruited right. before. That's something, that's a skill that we could use. And if you want to stretch your, you know, your, your recruiter muscle, 
we, we're building out a team. We're building out a big team and we need some recruiters. So, you know, I mean, honestly. And administrative assistants. And an administrative <laughs> assistant, please. <laughs> please. But we're but, also yeah. putting together an ambassador program that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. if you within your company would like to be like the voice in the face of TEDx St. Louis, we're looking for some ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole program being built out for It's fun. It's really fun to any, build like, this. Since the, since the program is being built out and, and that's going to be under the volunteer um, team, um, have we solidified what the benefits are for those ambassadors that want to join? We're going to work on a bit top of mind thoughts that, that we have is, you know, this is, you'll, you'll have something on LinkedIn that will show you as an ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I am always happy to, to work on writing recommendations for those that are really helping us out. I think that that's yeah. a good thing. It's always great to recommend people on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. And then as we recruiter, will also work with that. you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, and then just working with them and their company to highlight them too, you know, to like if the company's got a newsletter, we'll provide you with pictures and words that you can talk about what you're doing. Like here's the person and they'll get discount codes that they can share with with their mm-hmm. organization. Yeah. So there's a lot of ideas we put out there. We haven't solidified all of it, but I don't see why we wouldn't put what I just talked about into the mix. It makes complete sense. And if you're going well, to be you volunteering your universe, time. So it must be true now. I did. Now it's true. Look at me go. <laughs> so those are. It that's, is I, that's as it, it is. And even just saying that you're a part of TEDx, you know, like to be able to tell people that you're a part of this organization or you help make this organization, you know, you're driving this incredible initiative in St. Louis. It's fantastic on your resume. It's something that's going to get you into or around the individuals in St. Louis that you're going to want to meet. There's a lot of cool kids out here, you know, and um, it's within this TEDx ecosystem. You know, I've met a lot of cool people through, you know, running this division organization. Amazing. The people you get to talk to. Well, and, and so then I'm just going to tell everybody so that you know our mission when we were TEDx Gateway Arch and still remains as TEDx St. Louis, our mission is to build an inclusive and equitable community of thought leaders. And that mm-hmm. that's just, that's what we have been and what we continue to be and uh, really important in the, and highlighted these days more and more, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. That's a good so, way to brand so St. Tell, Louis. Yeah. Tell us more about you because I, okay, you've got, first of all, I don't think you sleep. I'm, I'm concerned that you don't sleep because you do so much. I'm always like, you know, I get texts from you at the weirdest times. And I'm like, she, is she, what is she doing? Does this woman sleep? I know, I know, I know. But you know what? If I've got a good idea, I want to put it out in the universe. Yeah. And I want to hand it to you because I know that you and I all make stuff happen. Um. But just like as a, as a, as a main, I guess the, some of the most important parts of my life, um, you know, I am a, I'm a single mom and, um, being a single working mother, I've been, uh, a single mom for five years. And I like to say that I'm single on purpose. So I know in, you know, St. Louis, there's, you know, I'm, you know, I'm at that age where, you know, people are surprised that I'm a, a, a single parent, but you know, it gives me so much perspective for, you know, 
working moms and, and, you know, women that are trying to hold a career together. So, um, fantastically enough, you know, I have a really supportive, um, ex-partner who manages this with me and allows me to have the career that I wanted to have. So that's really how I end up with all of this time, right? You know, so the days that I don't have my children, I'm throwing myself into my passions. I'm on an adventure. I'm traveling. I exercise every single day. I'm most days. Yeah. I skip a few days, yes, skip a few good days job. And, and eat a few cupcakes, but um, you know, I, I stay pretty active. I stay involved in the community and even outside TEDx and, and Square and being a single mom, um, you know, I volunteer at Connections to Success on a quarterly basis. So I help people who are coming out of incarceration, learn resume building skills, things that are going to help them um, um, get their next job. It's very difficult to have a felony on your record and then be able of to be, um, you know, employed afterwards. Shameless plugs. Right. We'll hire you if you have a nonviolent felony. So that's something that we are open to. Um, but for this specific segment of the community, you know, we go in and we have these conversations and we teach them how to answer hard interview questions that might be a little bit more difficult for them than it would be for other people. Um, wow. And then also, I, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I did not know that you did that. See, I learned mm-hmm. something new just by talking to people on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's But a that is a necessary project. thing. How do you how do you answer those questions? I mean, I I can't imagine. I think that that has to be really difficult, especially to do so confidently, which you want to show in an interview, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's got to be that's a cool yeah. service. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the growth mindset piece, right? So just because you have a felony or a misdemeanor on your record and you're, you're nervous about it, you know, the, um, the idea that you can demonstrate the ability to grow in an interview is really like people are trying to hire you for potential. They're not trying to knock you out. They need talent. They need somebody to do this job. Right. So ultimately, right. When you can display that you've got a growth mindset, you have a much better chance of talking about your mistakes or your past. I mean, even if it's like a, an employment gap, if it is, um, you know, a termination or any of these things, talking about how you grew is a much better way to get through the answer to that question. So, so do you have some, cause there are a lot of people that are out of work right now. So we've addressed all, all you restaurant workers out there. Square is mm-hmm. looking for you. Um, as a person in HR that knows a lot, you look at so many resumes. What are some some tips you would give people? The like, what do resumes look like these days? I haven't written, I haven't written one in forever. Like, do I actually I still like put it on pa- pretty paper and mail it yeah. to you, or do is my yeah. LinkedIn my resume? Or well, now it's all PDFs. Your LinkedIn is is a good snapshot of who you are. We're all recruiters are always going to look at your LinkedIn, um, but. The, the best advice that I have to anybody who's building a resume, it's can, and I'm going to tell you what people do that's my, a mistake that I often see. Um, I even see executive resumes that do this, and it, it shocks me. Stop writing your job description, right? If you, are a, if you are a auditor, a financial auditor, don't put like audited files and did auditing, I want to know what right. makes you the best freaking auditor of all time. Put your there you on go. It. Your resume needs to just be a hype doc for you, just a list of wins, things that make you awesome. So make sure that you and and that's a hard thing, especially for women. 
who often will downplay their own individual contributions to that of the team. Um, just remember what you're measured on um, and even things that are stretched. Put things like, um, you know, so for me, I help lead the women's organization at Square in St. Louis. So that's on my resume. That has nothing to do with me being a recruiter, but it does have right. something to do with the, the extra that I give to Square. And that's what I'm looking for. So when I'm looking at a resume, I want to see a super financial analyst. I don't want to just read your job description. I know so, what the job description is, right? I you know, know that. <laughs> yes. Like, I know what they do. I, I already, don't tell me that part. Tell me that you show off your leadership skills and how you affected the company in positive manners and yada yadas. Oh, I like it. Yes. That's I true. I think a lot of people do that. Even though that that. you're in your own business, you're, you don't have to write a resume and you still, you've got this down. I hired myself. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. Go and for it. And I can it. say, you've got, you've got good taste. You've got good taste. <laughs> we have a fun group too. It, you know, I feel, I feel very blessed in the people that work with me at 100th Monkey in that we're all, we're all the kind of people, which I think is what you're looking for too. All of my people have that entrepreneurial mm-hmm. DNA anyway right? Yeah. And you're looking yeah. for those type of people because the entrepreneurial people are going to, one, get things done and then, mm-hmm. and then see places that can, that can be improved upon. Mm-hmm. So me as the, you know, as yeah. the person steering the ship, I don't always see all the details. So I rely on my folks to say, hey, there's this better way we can do, or there's mm-hmm. this new tool out there that I really think we should explore it's it it just helps the business to continue to grow by having those types of people yeah. working with you. You're a good leader to be able to to let your team navigate those details. There's not not all leaders can get out of the weeds like you can. Um, and I can say, oh, as, I can't. As my, micromanaging. <laughs> if you're I micromanaging I me, I will not work well for you. I can tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I feel like you're watching every single we. St- and in, in fact, my whole team's this way. They will start to make mistakes if they're being micromanaged. Mm-hmm. It makes all of us nervous. Yeah. I don't know what it yeah. is, but micromanaging to me is like, please go away. Oh. Let me work on this and get it done. Yeah. And and don't don't put out like the whole. When is this going to be done? When is this going to? And it's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. We're we're still testing. We're still mm-hmm. testing things. You're not. You're not going to be done. Like there's forever projects where it's like we're we're just keep moving it forward and forward and forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and then even understand as a leader, the process. Yeah, but even as a leader, you know, if somebody's micromanaging their team, do you not feel like you've hired the right people to let them do what you've hired them to do? Right, like right. That's important right, right, right. to know that you've got a, a team and to trust your own ability to 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 build a team, you know, and then let them do their work and let them get it done. And you can get a lot more done. You can you yeah. can be much more creative when there's not the micromanaging thing going on because yeah. you yeah. The, it, it, you feel like the trust is there, and then you you can do things that. Uh, that will help further everything along. When it, mm-hmm. the, I feel like the micromanaging mindset, it 
it just puts everything into a tiny little box because part of it is I have to know I can control this. So I'm afraid control. to go out there and try something different. Yeah. And you're thinking, wow, that's what you've got to do. Get out of your comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. Getting out of yeah. your comfort zone is where growth happens. It's where mm-hmm. you get to learn more and more about what you're doing and, you know, yeah. add some yeah. spice. <laughs> yeah, that's where the innovation happens. That's That's where, you know... If you're gonna do something new or shake it up, you gotta you gotta be ready and you gotta be excited about change. Yeah. Well, this is awesome information, especially for people looking for employment right now. Very yeah, helpful. Good. Is there anything like do people good. like do you like when they do something like send you a video or show you a picture of their dog? <laughs> oh, that's funny. You mean like if you you mean as a candidate, if somebody was a candidate? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll tell you one, we have to all be like very aware of our biases, but I know what my bias is, right? So okay. if you're ever in an interview with me and you totally want to nail it, funny, funny works for me. Funny, funny, all right. will, funny will get you <laughs> a little bit farther <laughs> with, with me. Definitely. Because, you know, my perspective is I'm about to introduce this person to my stakeholder, somebody that I care about, Mish, whether that be you and, you know, and I'm, I'm delivering a partner to you, um, or if I'm delivering a candidate to one of my hiring leaders, um, I have to put my name on that. So, you know, if, right. if it doesn't work out, at least they were funny. There's my philosophy. <laughs> at least it was a good time. <laughs> Show up with some fun jokes. Be ready. Mm-hmm. Be spontaneous. I love it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I have some fun questions for you. Speaking of funny, no, Ooh, you don't have to be funny, ooh. but I have fun questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. So when I stalked you, <laughs> I noticed that you worked at a theater. Mm. Oh, yes, yes. Did you ever meet any celebrities? I, I met a bunch of them, actually. So ooh. when people Tell us who you met. A lot of people. When Peabody Opera House opened in, I think it was 2005, when it reopened. You remember, it used to be the Keel Auditorium. Yep. And it was this huge gem in St. Louis that was covered in dust. It was so disgusting. And they polished it and they shined it. And the reopening was a big deal in St. Louis. Right. Um, so I was there on opening night and I got to walk Jay Leno in. And I think it was Aretha... Franklin. So I was a concierge. So I took care of all of the people who were um, essentially like the cool kids, right? So if you were, um, fun, yeah, Michelle Obama, that was freaking cool. Oh, awesome. Oprah. Oprah has somebody who carries her shoes for her. So when you're walking around with Oprah, and she does not want to wear your high heels, right? Because she wants to be comfortable. Can't so blame she has her. a person that carries around her shoes and puts them down, lets her take a photo, and then she swaps out her shoes. I love it. That's so funny. It is. Yeah. What, Celebrities. There's a re- there's something to add to your resume. I am the shoe carrier for Oprah. Yeah. What do you put? What does that look like? What, <laughs> what, how, how do you word that in a way? Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Probably just her. It's it's her assistant. Personal assistant. Part of the assistant duties <laughs> is going to be my guess. I highly doubt that's all this person does. Uh-huh. I only well, carry her shoes. Was, that's it. All day long. Uh, Wherever she's, she's at. Doing, that's what she was doing the day I met her. 
It was, I'll, I'll do, I will, I would, I would carry Oprah's shoes. I would carry your shoes. Give me a call, Oprah. Happy to carry your shoes. Whenever you're in St. (laughs) Louis, for sure. I'll be the official shoe carrier of St. Louis for Oprah Winfrey. I like it. You know who she had with her that day, though? She had Sweetie Pies. You remember Sweetie Pies? Oh, yeah. Have you ever talked to her through, um, you know, they had the TV show and... You know, yeah, I pretty, know. And I had a friend that, because a friend with Spectrum that knew them and I never, yeah. I never, I never got an intro, but that would be an awesome intro. Mish, when this pandemic is over, we need to go get some soul food. That's what I'm okay. hearing. Before. Actually, there's a place right around the corner from me that I haven't tried out that no, we could we go need try sweetie out. Pies. So we can get sweetie pie. <laughs> okay. We can get sweetie pie in the podcast. All right. I have another question for you. Yes, ma'am. What is the weirdest thing you've ever seen on someone's resume or a weird thing that happened in an interview? Can you talk Mm -hmm. about it? Is that an okay question to ask you? I wasn't sure. A weird skill? Yeah, no. um, We we laugh about it all the time, actually. Like, so what you need to know is that recruiters will definitely laugh at you behind your back. (laughs) So if you (laughs) <laughs> you do something ridiculous. We're gonna. So if you're like leaving them. the interview and we hear you cracking up, we're like, "Oh, she's laughing at mm-hmm. me." Um, well, you know, it works for me. But um, the, again, the weird ones are my favorite, right? So um, I had an intern. It was an engineer when I was at Express Scripts, um, and one of his skills, and I don't know if he was trying to test to see if people are really reading his resume or what. But it was like that he's the ping pong champion um, and that he can hold his breath for 60 seconds. And oh my I, gosh, I that's hilarious. And I was like, I must talk to this person. This person. <laughs> I, I want to, let's have a, or like a, a breath holding contest or something. But um, or that just ended up, <laughs> interview him via, while we're doing the ping pong. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a competition. Let's see how good you are, buddy. Uh-huh. Yeah, you I got a ping pong job. table over there. Uh, well, <laughs> he would definitely win with me. Them. I don't think I'd be good at it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, did you yeah. put a ping pong table in your place? We had a ping pong table in the dining room at Express Groups, but unfortunately it seems I'm not like really square good at ping wood. pong. It's no, this is actually no. Express Groups. So that was Express Groups being fun. Oh, gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, but so I like down that. Your, I love a I love a good funny on a resume. Even if they're interesting, fun skills. Yeah, or even just personalities. I am great at blowing bubbles. Yeah, it's great. I would like that. I would. I would totally consider calling that person back, especially when it's a technical role and you're not sure. You know, because a lot of technical candidates can be um, very, you know, boxy. You know, and and intend to be super precise about stuff. So if I can see, um, you know some personality, that's a good indication to me that this is somebody that I wouldn't mind spending 15 minutes on a phone call with. I have to make that decision before that's, speaking to them. So please Right. Make it. That makes sense. And it shows mm-hmm. their personality. Yeah. I like that. I love it. Write yeah. down all your skill sets. All right. Tell us one of the funniest things your children have ever said to you. <laughs> Kids oh do hilarious things. Okay. I know exactly what it is. So Kennedy my youngest, who's now five, has just gotten a makeup set, right? This was like six or seven months ago. So she had just gotten this makeup set. And in her attempt to persuade me to wear makeup or allow me to to let her do my makeup, 
um, I told her, I said, Kennedy, I'm pretty, I'm pretty anyway. She was like, well, you're not pretty without makeup. And I was thinking, like, oh, my God, I've got this recorded. Actually, I have a better one. And it's even actually way cuter. Um, so I was, I was recording my face, right? I was going to send a video to my girlfriend. And I was like, look at these wrinkles. You know, I had just turned 30 or whatever. And I was, I was oh trying to, like, I was, like, I was looking at my wrinkles and, um, and so like my wrinkles are smiles. My, I have smile wrinkles, right? So if you're going to have wrinkles, okay. these are the ones to have. These That's are the ones a good that are, place. These are, right. these are yeah. a life well lived. And so Kennedy hears me saying that I have wrinkles and Kennedy, she goes, I want some sprinkles. And I said, no, Kennedy, <laughs> they're not, they're not wrinkle sprinkles. They're wrinkles. And Kennedy oh was my just gosh, hungry. It's cute. She just wanted to eat something. <laughs> Where are these sprinkles you keep talking about? Can I have yeah. some? And, and I Can heard I that they're smile sprinkles. I mean, I this is sounding good to me. Yeah. Actually, smile sprinkles really does sound good. That does sound like a company <laughs> that we should start yes. with different types of sprinkles. Yeah. Someday I'm going to turn Wait my up. sweet tooth into some, I'm going to monetize my sweet tooth. <laughs> yes, I, I can eat a snack right now. <laughs> I made gooey butter cake. Do you want some? I'll send some over. Yes, it's you know, gluten it was my free. I made gluten day. free. I know. How was your birthday? It looked Happy like you had a fun birthday. celebration. Yeah, yeah. I turned one whole year older. Spent it with my kids. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. I spent it with my kids and um, my friends in the front yard, and um, just tried to do some socially distant, socially distant birthday stuff. party. I yes. like it. Yeah, yeah. But it was nice. It was surrounded by love. That's what we need. Yeah. We need more love. Yeah. The world needs more love. That, that, that is like has always been the case. Yeah. Despite the Let's fact that the world love. is burning, I feel like I'm yes. pretty lucky. Yep. Yes. We, we are blessed people with a mm-hmm. lot that's going on out there. Yeah. Well, thank you, ma'am. This has been fun. Yeah. Good. Well, I hope that, you know, if any of your viewers have, you know, questions or if, you know, they're they're interested in you know, skilling up or, or, you know, trying to, to pursue a job that they, they feel scared about, right? Like one of the things that I'm most passionate about in the whole world, Mish, is the ability to try to help women pursue an even deeper career, to actualize the career of their dreams. And if there's a woman out there, it does not matter if you are my candidate or you're applying to Square or not. I want women to feel like, you know, the, they can go for the job, you know? So if there's any opportunity for me to help you or, or somebody that, you know, that, um, you know, is trying to take the next step in their career, I am here for you. I love it. Well, so now if somebody wants to apply for a job at Square, where do they go? They're How do they go start? They're going to the career site. They're going to go and they're going to find the job that they want on the career site, right? So there's going to be a big old okay. list of them. And then you're going to reach out to the recruiter and tell them why you're fantastic. And here's a hint. The reason that you're fantastic for the job isn't because you want it really bad. The reason that you're fantastic <laughs> for the job is because you'd be great at it. So, you know, learn to, you know, do that elevator pitch, shoot me an email, tell me why you're fantastic and, um, and I'll, I'll listen. I love it. Yeah. Thank you, Jill Hine. Yeah. Thank you. I adore Mish. you. 
I adore you too. This has been, I'm this so has been a very you. good interview. I'm glad we did this. We got to Me show too. off Square. We got to show off TEDx and we got to show off Jill Hyde. Yay. Cool. Awesome sauce. Well, I'm sure I'll see you again pretty soon. All right. Well, hang on. We're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do our outro and then you and I can hang on and talk a little bit more. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So for everybody out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today and spread lots of love. We need more love. All right. Have good days. Bye.